Hello and welcome to the DC United Kingdom podcast. This is season four and it is episode 13. And I'm your host, James Graham. As you can see, there's there's no one here beside me. It's just me on my own, on my toes. Um, so let's crack on with the show. Um, it's great to be back. It's weird to be back in the UK doing the podcast after doing it live in the USA. That was amazing. Shame Daniel and Tom can't be here this evening to come and do this. They are, well, Daniel is preparing to get married this weekend. So congratulations, Daniel. Um, looking forward to seeing all the pictures and I hope you have an awesome wedding. And Tom, well, he's just stuck with work, so he can't make it. So yes, as I said, it is just me on my arm this evening. You've got my lovely dulcet tones. Um, or if you're listening to this after the fact, it might not be the evening, it might be the morning. So there you go. Um, anyway, as I said, this is season four and it's episode 13. There's quite a few things for us to go through. So if you're here in the chat, we'll do that guess, guess that player again. Um, I've got a few news and talking points to go through because there's been a few things since just this last week. And not, never mind since... I've been off the air. Um, there's no real uh, matches to review, but we have got a game this weekend, so we'll go through that as well. Um, and there is just a, a single question for this evening uh, from the fans. So if you guys out there, you're listening now, drop me a question, pop it in the chat. Let's see who comes up with what. So um, let's crack on with that. Guess that player. So first up, let's bring this player up on screen. There he is. Um, so if you listen out there, take a wild guess. If you pop it in the chat, pop it on YouTube, pop it on Twitter, wherever, wherever you listen. Uh, so this guy, um, born in October, 1984, uh, born in Baltimore, uh, stands at six foot one. He started off his career at DC United. However, he did leave. Um, and to join the Galaxy and those um, rivals of ours, the New Jersey Metro Stars, before returning to the club. Um, he made 180 career appearances and scored 28 goals. He was um, known as a winger. So no real surprise that he wasn't an out-and-out -out goal scorer and did make 15 US men's national team appearances, scoring just the once. Um post-playing career, he has managed a team. So, But I'm not going to give that one away because it might give the, the player away. Um, so that is your player. If you've got any guesses, pop them in the chat. Um, if not, let me know on Twitter or on DMs. Let me know who you think before you get to the end of the show. Uh, so let me just bring him off screen. So that is your guess at DC Who. We'll probably end up flying this. So this might be a quick episode because I am, as I said, on my own. Um, as you'll see, if you're watching on YouTube, you'll see that new ticker thing just going along the bottom. That's something that my software providers just uh, introduced. That's quite nice. That nice to see. I don't have to click too many buttons. Um, so, what else have we got? So we've got the news, and I've got a new little uh, VT. That's very newsworthy, isn't it? That is a heck of a news intro, news music. Uh, evening, Stu. Nice to see you 
alive and well. Um, how are you doing? Um, so news. That's Bring my notes back up on screen because that might help me. Um, so non-DC related, uh, Ronnie Daler, 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 however you pronounce it, um, the former New York City FC head coach. Um, I say former because he's now joined Standard Liège. So he's moved back into European football after coming from Norway, Celtic, um, in Scotland. I can't remember who managed. I think it was Strom's godsend. Um, in Norway, he managed to crack me if I'm wrong on that one. Um, but it's good to see that he is moving on. He is an, obviously MLS uh, champion, cup champion. So it was always going to be bound to move on to bigger and better things. Um, and now he's back in Europe and he's in Belgium. So, you know, he's back where he's in the same league as what Hernan Lasada was in. But a decent team side of the edge. Um, not quite as good as Anzalect if uh, one of the DC game members would have you believe, but uh, Stanley Asia, I mean, that's another thing. Anzalect manager, uh, Vincent Company, has now joined the uh, Premier League's, uh, I think, no, they're in Championship now, Burnley. So that was uh, an interesting one. Other MLS-related news, um, Giorgio Chiellini has joined LAFC. It'd be interesting to see and hear what you guys out there think about that, because that's... To me, that doesn't really get rid of the retirement league um, tag that MLS has had for quite some time. Um, he's a great defender, don't get me wrong, but he's an old defender. And I don't know whether this is a, a wise move from LAFC. Um, it's very, very... It's, it's a move that is all about the name. It's just bringing bringing the rep in. Yes, he's got um, bags of experience, bags of winning mentality, and that's going to be great from uh, promoting the youth and giving them the experience of what it takes to win. But that's, I don't, do I see him starting every game? I don't see him because obviously the travel, things like that. Obviously we see what ha what happens when, uh, when Slassen came, when Wayne came, um, when you see the older players come over, the traveling does take a toll on them because they're not used to it. Um, Italy is a much smaller country than USA. Let's put it that way. I wonder how many Italy's you could fit in the USA. Hmm. That's a question for you. How many Italy's could you fit in the USA? Um, Chiellini. Um, Stu's just come in with a good comment. Chiellini can still play and will be a great mentor in the dressing room, but it has to be money driven for both club and player. Absolutely. I don't see him being a, a shirt seller though, Chiellini. I mean, I don't know many people out there who would want a defender on the back of their jersey. That's a strange one. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're right. Um, in terms of the club side of things, do they get much money for winning MLS Cup? I don't think the prize money is such a big one, but, you know, we'll see what happens there. But for player-wise, yeah, he's going to, He's going to be on a good amount of money to do that. Um, Pete, uh, Kenny will enjoy MLS, and I think a lot of people enjoy watching I think it will, especially from an LAFC point of view, it certainly will improve their defence. Um, that's going to be a big thing. And generally speaking, MLS defences aren't exactly the best in the world. So from that perspective, that should be good. And if we can get more, I don't want to have a load of, Chiellini style players 
I'd want to have people in their prime, not slightly past their prime. Um, yeah. I, I hope people do enjoy watching them. I hope he doesn't play well against us when we play them in August though. Let's just hope he has enough there. Oh, he's suspended. One of the two. Uh, Stu, thank you for telling me how many Italy's you can fit in uh, USA. 32 and a half. Well, there you go. That's quite a few. Wonder How many UKs could you fit in, in USA? Can't imagine it would be much different. I think it would be quite similar. Stu, work that one out, please. Um, other news that's happened, especially in transfer style, um, John Kempen, the one and only, um, has joined San Diego Loyal on loan until the end of the month. So not a huge amount of time on this one. It's They've got a fair few games in a few weeks that is left in the month. So hopefully he'll get a few games there, get some uh, match fitness, um, whether he needs it, um, or whether it's a move, um, as I've seen uh, a few people say, especially Angus, um, as a trial for a permanent move. I don't think he'll see um, a DCU jersey for the rest of the season, especially now we've got um, Romo and, um, as a backup to Bill Hamid. But it'll be good for him as a person to get back to San Diego um, and get playing regular regular soccer again. Um, I think he's very well thought of over at San Diego as well. And there was something that I did see about John Kevin and I did mention it on the DC UK chat, which if you do want to come and join us, head over to dcnightkingdom.com forward slash membership. You'll just see it rolling through on the ticket just now. Um, he's not played more than 12 times um, for a particular club. Um, Oh, sorry, more than 13 times, sorry. He's only played 12 times for DC United. Um, so he doesn't tend to play a lot before he moves on. But if he goes back to San Diego Loyal on a permanent basis and plays a few times on this loan period, then he'll have played more because he's already played 11 times when he was on loan back in 2020. So you go, oh, that's John Kempen. Um, one of the sharpest looking guys on the team. Always has a good uh, good fight. Um, Sense about them. Uh, Stu, 40 UKs that you can fit into the USA. There you go. Additional fact 11 states could fit a UK inside them. Wow. 11 states could fit a UK inside them. That's mad. That is truly mad. I can imagine Texas being one of those. Very interesting. Um, other bits, uh, again, not really DC United related, but slightly DC United because it affects the league as a whole for the next 10 years, which is the MLS broadcast deal. Again, something I've been intrigued about, which means that uh, it's coming up to from next year um, on Apple TV. So there's going to be an MLS subscription. And from what I believe and what I've read so far, if you've got Apple TV Plus, it comes as part of it. Um, that's going to be interesting because I know our TV plus over here in the UK is not that expensive. So that'd be interesting to see if they include it in that. But more importantly, well, there's a few things about this. So firstly is the fact that it is, there's no blackouts. So it's worldwide. So there's no need for VPNing, which is great because I can save some money on that side of things. Um, but also, the local broadcast, so Dave Johnson 
I hope we still get to hear his voice. Um, there's, you've got the option of having local radio um, as the audio. So hopefully we'll still be able to hear him now because it'd be a huge disappointment if we don't get Dave and Devon. I will be fuming if we don't get them. Dave, especially Dave, he's been here since day dot. Devon obviously been here not quite that long, but because obviously he played for us. I really wish and hope that we still get to hear those voices and hear their analysis because I absolutely enjoy listening to them. I enjoy watching them. And the fact that I got to meet them both when I when I came over, that was just unbelievable. Um, Devon, who came on the show, was uh, fantastic. I mean, they've both been on previously, but on the live stream at the te- Screaming Eagles tailgate, that was, that was pretty special. Um, so, yeah, so there's that. Um, I'll be interested to know from everyone out there whether you're for or against this particular broadcast deal because it brings a lot of money to the league. It's two and a half billion dollars, which is an insane amount. That's not quite, uh, is it? It's not quite uh, British standards with uh, Sky Sports and BT Sport and all the other broadcasters over here, but it's a good start for this league and I think it's hopefully going to be a sign of things to come uh, it's proper in well it's internal broadcasting it's internal uh, production that's the word I'm looking for and I'm really intrigued to see how they do it I've not seen any of the sports on there apparently there's the Major League Baseball which has been hit bit hit and miss but then the audience really isn't that caring of uh, baseball from again things I've read um and it'll be it'll be good to have something dedicated to MLS and have all the games, being able to watch everything we need, have some still simulcast with um, live TV over in the States at the very least anyway. Um, yeah, I'm intrigued to see how this pans out. I'm, I'm, I'm for it. I actually think you're bringing more money into the league, which means you're going to have, the club's going to have more spending power. It's going to be a pretty sweet deal, to say the least. Um, so again, if you've got any thoughts on that, feel free to either drop them in the chat um, or feel free to um, hit me up on uh, Twitter, Facebook or Instagram and let me know what you think. Um, transfer rumours. So there's been a few. Um, there's been the uh, Shreddy Eddie on or off deal. It's very difficult to think and know what's happening there because he's apparently off to Atlas in Mexico. Um, I don't, I've not seen any sort of rumors on fees or anything like that, but it's less than obviously what we paid for. Um, so I'll be intrigued to see how that one pans out, whether we free up another DP slot incoming, I'm oh, sorry, another outgoing, sorry. It's uh, Griffin. Yeah. has been linked to recently promoted sides in Belgium, uh, KBC Westerlo. So another, another outgoing that's going to Belgium apparently, uh, just like Chris Durkin did. Um, whether he come, whether Griffin does the same and comes back in a few years' time as a better player, as a more accomplished and experienced player, that'd be interesting to see. I'll be keeping a keen eye on how he does over there if he does move over there. Um, incoming wise, there's been a couple of rumors. Um, Sonny Kittel, um, who's been linked, and that's come from multiple sources as well. Um, rumored to be a one million deal. Uh, $1 million deal uh, from Hamburg. He's an attacking mid winger and uh, can provide a fair few assists. 
again, this is one that I've read, especially on DCU Discord um, and a bit on the DCUK chat. Um, people are kind of intrigued to see how this one goes. They think this could be a good good signing for the club. It'll certainly be an interesting one. I know Spot and Kansas have been, had been linked with them, but they look like they're going to sign someone else now. Um, so he's got offers on the table at the very least. Um, this is definitely interesting him. The other one, which is uh, Thomas Henry from, not, not to get confused with Thierry Henry, uh, from Venezia um, in Italy, in Serie A. Um, $12 million um, signing, hopefully. The offer's been accepted um, from the latest rumor, but he does want to stay in Europe, so it would need to be a big, big offer to uh, get uh, Thomas to move over to MLS. But again, it's there's been uh, multiple clubs interested in him, especially with teams like Watford and Burnley who have been interested in him. So there's certainly some stiff competition for his signing. Um, one key thing that I've noticed about him, you know, when I've looked at his stats and things, he's, oh, he's got more than 10 goals um, per season for the each of the last three seasons. So he's, he knows what the back of the net is. And last season, if I remember rightly, he scored 15 in Serie A. So I think that's pretty, it's a pretty good uh, attempt at a signing. He's 27 years old again, if I remember rightly. So oh, I'm intrigued to see how this one pans out. Certainly intrigued. If we sign him, I know we need some attack of fire, but firepower to go alongside taxi. Um, yes, we've got Ola Kamara, who was basically joint top scorer last year. Um, Nigel Bertha, who hasn't quite uh, lit the world on fire just yet. Um, so, intrigues. Um, why we're going down this road. Uh, Taxi's obviously had a great start to his DCU career. I know a lot of people are after defenders um, and defensive style players because that's where we've been lacking uh, in quality quite a bit recently, especially on the set piece. We've been conceding a lot there. Um, there's a few, there's one particular style I want to go through when start talking about the uh, game this week, and that's a bit of an eye-opener. Um, and one thing I want to talk about as well is on that, Bill Hamid, is he getting to the point in his career where we need to think about maybe replacing him? Um, which is horrible, which I hate saying because he's an absolute club legend, but do we need to start thinking about long-term replacements? It's one of those where he's made a few mistakes. He's not been as consistent as he once was. And yeah, we're conceding a lot more goals um, than we used to, whether that's just down to style of play, which I think that is a contributing factor. The fact that we've gone to, we moved to a back three, um, so there's always going to be space down the wings. So you're going to get a lot more balls into the box. Um, that's one thing. Otherwise, um, it'd be interesting to see whether long-term again, whether we do move to a back four and this, but keep the same sort of style of play. It's certainly an interesting one. Um, I'm intrigued to see one. Well, are we going to get a new head coach in before the end of the year or is Chad definitely going to be the interim for the season which I'm not so keen on I would rather see someone in there permanently sooner rather than later but two these rumours of signings who's in charge of that one I know obviously you've got Sean you've got Dave you've got Lucy you've got Stuart Mayers who all contribute to the conversations around who's going to be 
coming in, who's going to be going, what kind of player comes in. Um, but for me, as a manager, I'd want to have a say on who comes in. And I'd, for me, um, I'd want the final say on that because the manager is the one who picks the players. You'd want to be having the right sort of players in at your disposal. But yeah, that's stuff that's out of my control, isn't it? Excuse me. Needs a drink. But that's that's kind of it for the news, really. Um, Stu, what you saying, lad? Excited to see how the Apple TV MLS deal pans out. Good step in the right direction, I believe. Less like a cottage industry and easier to reach a wider audience. Absolutely. Definitely. So, yeah, again, it's good to see that you think that's a good deal and hopefully you'll be able to watch a lot more games as well. Um, I don't know whether you've got Emily, if you've got Apple TV, um, but it's going to be a lot easier to access. And I think the audience that is going to get targeted at is going to be more willing to watch soccer because it's, it's faster paced. It's quite entertaining. The level of content that tends to come out from the clubs, but hopefully from this deal and from the production, we'll see a lot more um, highlights, um, analysis reels, things like that that go along that we get over here in the UK, like match of the day, for example. Things like that would be amazing to see on this app, on this deal, on this Apple TV. So we'll see what happens. So that's, that's it for news. I'm going to roll the VT here because, you know, why not? Yeah, I, I like that. It's definitely very newsworthy, that uh, VT. Um, so game this weekend, Chicago Fire. Um we are away at Soldier Field on the road. Uh, it's on June June 18th. Saturday? What day is it today? Thursday, Friday. Yeah, June 18th or June 19th over here in the UK. Um, 8 p.m. Eastern time kickoff, 1 a.m. for us over here. So it'll be a nice late one this weekend. Um, first time for a while, it feels like. It's going to be good. It's been a while. I'm glad MLS is back. Um, it's been great to see the guys back on back on the pitch. Hopefully, getting three points this weekend. Because uh, Chicago, are one place below us in the uh, in the table, so we need to see some movement on there. We've not been in good form at all recently. Um, we're currently sat on 14 points with a goal difference of minus six. Chicago, who were below us, are on a goal got 11 points with a goal difference of minus seven but the big factor is the amount of wins um so and they've played one one more game than us so we won't if we do get beat we're not going to be bottom but we need to move on up uh, looking up from the table we've got um, a few teams above us who've played one more game than us but a few are on the same like Columbus and Atlanta they've both played 13 games each uh, Toronto uh, into Miami and FC Cincinnati have all played one more than us but they are four and five points ahead of us respectively but then you've got the likes of Charlotte New England um, 
who are on 19 and 20 points. I've uh, played two more games than us. So if we win those games in hand, then we can go up at least a couple of places um, and move up the table quite easily. So because it's so early in the season, these things are a lot more uh, malleable in the table and things are more free-flowing. But it's still a worry that we're second bottom in the Eastern um, and we are third bottom in the supporter shield. It's not a pretty place to be. Um, just double check on the supporters shield there. Yes, third bottom in 26th. Uh, Kansas City are just below us on 13 points. So there's a long way to go. That's the optimistic side of me. But the other side of me is that we're second bottom, which is not not great at all. Um, would we have been any difference if we had no manager change? Obviously. That's a story for another day, but uh, yes. Yeah, so coming up this weekend, Chicago Fire, uh, uh, Shibilko and Shakiri are their joint top scorers on three goals apiece. Uh, Shakiri is leading the way for them on six assists, um, so he's that key man that we need to make sure that we nullify. Um, early on in the season, they beat us two nil. Um, Audi field so there's some revenge aspect there so hopefully we'll be able to avenge our defeat and that ended a three match winless run against us um, they previously drawn one and lost two um, the victory uh, was also Chicago's fourth against DC in the last 20 um, dating back to 2014 where they've in that run they've drawn eight and lost eight so Realistically speaking, the omens are with us um, in this fixture. Uh, we tend to do rather well, but we need to we need to make sure we actually come out fighting for this game. We've had that break. We've had a good amount of time off. We need to have made sure we've ironed out those kinks in our defence. Uh, made sure we've worked on those set pieces, defensive set pieces, anyway, um, and make sure we are sharp in the attack because. There's no point in two, being toothless. Another stat is the last 11, well, 11 of the last 15 goals in MLS have come from, for DC, have come from two players. Taxi has scored five. Ola Kamara scored six, which is just incredible. Um, Taxi has got a goal every 0.96 games. Uh, has scored 0.96 goals per 90 minutes, sorry. And Kamara scored a goal, um, 0.89 goals in every 90 minutes so far this season. Um, and that is first in MLS. It's top of the, top of the table. Uh, that can't be right. I can't be right. I'm just going to double check on that one. Player stats. Attacking goals per minutes. I'm just checking on this one. Ola Kamara, 0.89. Uh, I've not seen anybody else who's ahead of him there. Taxi, 0.96. Yeah, Taxi's almost a goal, a goal a game. That's incredible. So we need to make sure he's on fire. 
against the fire. We need to fight fire with fire. Um, so there's that. What else have we got against the fire? Uh, so they are winless in 10 matches. Um, and they're one game away from equaling the club's longest regular season winless run of 11 straight set. That was set back in April to June of 2011 and then matched again between October 2020 and May 2021. I think that also included our 7-1... Uh, I know that was Toronto. My bad. Um, so that is also a good way to hopefully restart our season against a team who are incredibly out of form. Uh, for us, though... On the road, we've collected just one point in the last four games, uh, conceded at least twice in each of those games. Um, so far this season, we've allowed multiple goals in 13 of our last 17 away games dating back to June. So that just shows how bad our defence is at the moment. It's incredible. Um, I didn't think it would be that bad, especially when you got the likes of um, but I mean, you didn't go. You've got Steve Birnbaum at the back. You've got Brendan Heinzeich there. Um, I mean, last year, we, I mean, previously, before Hernan came in, we used to have a solid defence and then things just went topsy turvy. So we, I want to see us get back to those ways. I'm not saying bring back any ball by any stretch of the imagination, not wanting that. But we need, we need to get back to the days of where we are tough to play against because we shut out opponents and make sure that they aren't winning um, and they aren't scoring against us so if you don't concede you don't lose but on the flip side if you don't score you don't win so there's a there's sides to every every way of playing um, in terms of again their key sort of players for Chicago uh, you've got Gaston Jimenez who's a midfielder um, he's one of their DPs, as I mentioned before. Uh, Zerdan Shakiri, who used to play for Liverpool and Stoke City. It's always a weird one, that one. Um, and Jairo Torres, who is also a midfielder, but he's a young DP as well. Um, they have one in the under-22 initiative. That's Federico Navarro, who is also a midfielder. Um, so if you're a Chicago uh, Fire fan or a Chicago Fire front office player, uh, board member, sorry, um, you tend to go for midfielders. That's your key. It's your key place. Not attackers, not forwards, not strikers, not keepers, but midfielders. So, might be why they're not winning so many because there's no balance. Um, other things, there's been a big rumour for Chicago recently um, in regards to their keeper, Slanina, who's um, in talks with uh, Chelsea. And it looks like that he's about to have his medical. So whether that affects him this weekend, that'll be interesting to see um, because that will be... We could take a good advantage of it, especially if he's off the ball or even if he's not playing, actually. That would be quite a key thing for us. Um, we could use that to our advantage. So we're going to keep an eye on that one, um, especially when the news hits, uh, usually in our uh, lineup anyway. Uh, and now before kickoff, so let's keep an eye on that one, shall we? Um, score predictions wise, um, open up to the table out there for you guys who are watching. Uh, thank you to those who are watching live right now. Um, but if you're watching after the fact or listening after the fact, feel free to drop in what your score prediction is. And I will know 
if it's after the game, because obviously I'll be able to see when the comment comes in. Um, so I'll get your predictions in now. Um, I think I mentioned on DC just got out. I went for a three-one win, but um, thinking about it, I'm not so sure. Um, we concede uh, a lot recently. Yes, we've had this break to restart our engines and get things going. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what we can do. I can go positive like Stu's just done in the chat. He's gone 2-0 uh, to DC. I like that. Clean sheet. Um, and a couple of goals. So I'm going to go 3-1. Same, same goal difference, plus two. But because of the way our defence is at the moment, I don't think we're going to just suddenly completely turn, turn the table. It will be a bit of a progression. Let's put it that way. It will progress into a better defence. Um, so... 3-1 for me. Uh, she's gone 2-0. Any other uh, predictions, feel free to uh, let me know. Um, normally, we'd come to a point where we'd have, you know, a guest on or we'd have MLS 101 with Daniel, but uh, that isn't happening this week. Um, I, Daniel let me know, obviously, previously and that he's going to be wedding, but Tom was obviously a late minute uh, uh, change. So we haven't got anything lined up for those segments but which leaves us on to some fan questions uh like i said we've had one come in and that was from brian brian lake um who is a dc uk member so again as you see in the ticket just going along below there join us at dc uk dcnightkingdom.com forward slash membership and if you want to get one of these jerseys um just head over to bit.ly or bit.ly um forward slash DC UK Cherry um, DC UK and C and Cherry yeah, in caps um, the link should be in the description so feel free to click through to that feel free to do it now if you want keep the show on in the background get yourself a nice little jersey so a question from Brian for club and country what was the worst defeat you've experienced as a supporter um and I know why he's come up and said this question, obviously because of uh, what's happening with England at the moment and now a 4-0 defeat by Hungary. Um, but that's not my, for me personally, not the worst one I've experienced for me. The one that was worst one for me as I, for me as an experience and emotions uh, was that um, Euro 96 defeat by, uh, to Germany when we lost on, on the shootout in the semis. Gareth Southgate missed. I was eight years old. He missed that penalty and I was just a bit. I was an absolute bit. You don't want to see this guy cry again. So we don't want to have any further repeats of those, but that hurt a lot. That has hurt quite a lot for a long, long time. And you know what? I genuinely thought we could have done it um, last year against Italy, but more pain, especially for Southgate, bless him. Um, so there was that one. Um, the, of, the other ones, no, obviously the hungry defeat this week was just abysmal. That was just diabolical. I've never seen us play quite that badly. That was just, it was just embarrassing. It wasn't, it wasn't one of the worst experiences because it was just so bad. It was comically bad. Um, but then the other one was against Iceland. Uh, where we got beat one 0 by Iceland, that was that was a tough one, very tough one to take. Um, again, we played, we were nowhere near our best, but it was just 
crap, uh, to say the least. Um, P. Uh, he was in the Wigan end at Wembley when Man-, Man City lost in the FA Cup final. I'm guessing from that then, you're a Man City fan. Um, so that's that's pretty brutal. Um, that just reminded me as well. Um, so I'm a Middlesbrough fan, as you may know. And I went to Wem- I've been to Wembley three times to see Middlesbrough play in the Cup finals. In the twice in the 96 97 season um and the following and the following season in the uh, i think it was the coca-cola cup and was it the carling no it wasn't carling cup back then it might have been the worthington's cup or something and we didn't win I, any of those three times really really gutting um because the first time was against leicester city in the coca-cola Cup final, and I remember it went to extra time, and I remember Raven. I think it was Ravinelli who scored, um, and I genuinely thought it was golden goal. Um, so I was just like, "Oh my, oh my god, we're in Europe, we've won a cup. This is amazing." Nah, nah Hesky, Hesky had to ruin it. Um, I think it was Hesky who scored, um, but what I do remember from that is. Yes, I was way back in the stands, right at the back. But I remember seeing the ball go out of play and then brought back and kicked back into the box. And I swear that was out to this day. I swear that was out and they scored from it. And I've never, never been happy about that one. Um, it, again, that one hurt quite a lot. Um, the Chelsea, uh, where we got beat 4 0 when Roberto Di Matteo scored after 40 seconds. I was quite close to the front for that game. That was that was pretty brutal, that one. Didn't enjoy that. Um, so, yeah, I've not had very good uh, experience in cup finals. Uh, let's put it that way. Um, but the worst one for, as a Millsborough supporter, Apart from those cup finals, um, would probably be in the relegation when we got relegated against Leeds United. Um, that was again, that was a tough one. Um, that was the season when we were docked three points because we couldn't field the team against Blackburn because we had, um, I think it was the flu virus or um, sickness bug, uh, went through the complete team. Um, we just literally didn't have enough players to field anyone to field 11. Um, so we ended up getting docked three points, which was a bit weird rather than Blackburn automatically getting three points. Um, we ended up losing three and because of that, we were then relegated from the premier league. So that was, that was brutal. That was, that was full on heartache. And that meant we lost the likes of Ravinelli. We lost the likes of Janino. Um, we lost a load of our top players, um, cause they didn't want to play in what was that? that time division one um so that was pretty that was a pretty rough ride that one again i was incredibly young at that point so it's probably why it hurt quite a bit more um so that so i hope answers your question brian um but other than that um there's been no other questions i'm just going to check over on the old instagram just in case there's any late ones came in there but from the looks of it there was not so that is the end of the questions. Uh, so that brings us back nicely 
to um to guess DC who. Um so I'm just gonna bring up the uh things about this play up. So get your answers in now um for this for this particular player. Um there's the graphic up on screen. He's just uh, not there. He's there. Um so this guy was born in October 1984. So he's currently 37 years old. So it's feels like it wasn't typically be long since he retired. Um, he was born in Baltimore. He's a winger, stands at six foot one. Um, started his career off at DC United uh, before moving to LA Galaxy and uh, New York, then followed by Red Bulls, then followed back to DC United. Um, he made a total career appearances um, of 180, it's going 28 times. He's played for the US men's national team 15 times, scoring one goal. He's also played for the under-20s and the under-17s. Um, he made... Well, here we go. This, this player um, was the youngest ever player in the history of MLS um, when he made his debut. Um, but then that was taken by another DC new DC United player in Freddie Adu. So... That just shows you how long ago he was playing. He was quite young. Um, he registered five goals and one assist in just 16 games during his first season. Um, but um, he did have quite a few injury problems. So um, I'm not seeing any guesses out there. So I'm going to reveal the player. And this player is... Santino Caranta. Um, I remember when I was playing football manager, I absolutely adored him. I thought he was a fantastic player. Uh, one of those early early players that I remember from when I first started following DC United. I think I loved his name, uh, Caranta. I loved that name. I think it was brilliant. Um, I loved the way he played. I thought he was fantastic. Um, just a shame that he was had to retire early due to injury. Um, oh yeah it was just a huge thing he did uh, have it's a very so he resigned back in 2011 um, his option wasn't picked up um, it's a very brief retirement he quickly joins the new Premier League soccer in India um, he claimed this is due to his salary being more than double his last MLS uh, salary uh, but uh, a month later the league was cancelled so he didn't actually even get to play um, he has uh, coached and managed uh, Baltimore Bohemians um, in the US Premier Development League, um, but the club's been on hiatus since 2017. So there's that. Um, and his solitary international goal came against Honduras um, in the 2009 CONCACAF Gold Cup, where he scored it at the RFK. So a, a proper good way to uh, get your first uh, international goal. Um, he has had some problems off the pitch as well. Um, so he's had uh, some uh, addiction to painkillers and cocaine, um, but he's now clean from those. Um, and he's also got a tattoo on his arm with the date he became sober as a constant constant reminder of his past struggles. It's pretty cool. So that's that. So that wraps this episode up. Um, yes, again, it was just me on my own this time, um, but uh, somehow I managed to get uh, 45 minutes in. Thank you very much for 
joining me today um, and joining me listening to this episode. If you're listening, as always, um, Phil would love a subscribe um, and a like to subscribe to the show. Um, it'd be fantastic. It helps promote the show in any way possible and give, if you're watching on YouTube, please give this a like right now. Do it. Do it now. Just hit that little thumbs up button because that helps us uh, whenever someone does a search, it helps bring this uh, episode up and hopefully bring this club to a brand new audience. That's, that's that's always been the aim for this podcast is to bring the club to a wider audience, not just in the USA, but everywhere around the world. And it has been one of the things that um, we've had some joy in because we've had people see us in Brazil. We've got people down in Australia watching. Um, I know uh, we've got people in Belgium. We've got people who've been, uh, we've had attention from Turkey. We've had attention from all over the planet. Um, so anything that we can do to convert those, those uh, views into proper fans, I want to help in any way, shape possible. So yeah, as I said, give us a subscribe, give us a like. And if you're um, listening to this on Apple podcasts, um, please leave a review as well, because again, that will always help bring the show to a brand new audience. But that is it. Um, hopefully if you watch them from the beginning, you saw the brand new intro with some, a few new clips, especially from the uh, live stream that we had a few weeks ago. It was a little while ago now, but it was a, a few weeks ago. I think it was a few weeks, two and a half weeks ago. Um, so yeah, that is it. So hopefully we'll win this weekend. 3-1 win for the from me. Um, hopefully you'll enjoy the game this weekend like I will. But until next time, Vamos United. <laughs>